Get ready to be hooked on Blue Collar Whitetail Podcast, sponsored by River City Baits. This podcast is all about the great outdoors, the thrill of the hunt, and blue collar style. We also dive into the world of fishing and everything that comes with it. This podcast is also brought to you by Exact Archery, a blue collar broadhead at a blue collar price, offering both 100 and 125 grain fixed four blade heads with an inch and one eight cut diameter. Exact Archery bypasses retailers and dealers to get bow hunters the best possible price on their broadheads shipped to their door. If you use the code WHITETAILS in all caps at checkout, that will save you 10% on your order. We are back in the saddle again, as uh, some people like to say. Got Matt Dosman on, fellow blue-collar whitetail field staff with us. Um, we couldn't make this in person this time. I don't know why this off-season has been so hectic, but... Extremely dude, busy, but today we're talking deer, baby. That's right, and and it reminds me of the, the old sailing... Uh, I'm more busier than a cat trying to bury shit on a tin roof in the middle of July. So, <laughs> you got that right. I'm pretty busy. Oh my. But um I know you got some exciting things going on. Uh I I finally was able to wrap up what I needed to do out in my uh my woods as well. Um but I just wanted to let everybody know, since you know we're we're counting over here on our side of things. October first is eighty-five days. September fifteenth is seventy days. So Woo-hoo! that's for the Indiana boys. Uh, I mentioned it, it's coming alarmingly fast. Like we're yes, it is. We're already almost middle of July. I mean, what it's all it's the eighth, ain't it? So. You know, next yes, week. Is. And I started in the middle of May. Yeah. Yeah, you, you were going after it. Yes. Colton and I did our, yeah. uh, quite a good chunk of our off-season prep, and it was like late March. Um, yeah, So, but then we, we had to do a little bit more, which we're going to dive into that. But uh, why don't you guys, why don't you go ahead and um, fill them in a little bit on uh possible well I, I guess wherever you want to start i know you got a new uh stand location you're pretty hype about as well um got a new property yes yeah new property I'm extremely excited so we finally, we finally get to talk swamps together yep them swamp donkeys is my buddy ben spieth likes like to call them and that's that stuck with me pretty long time so shout out ben but uh, I I got a couple swamp donkeys. Yeah, that's no kidding. Yeah, um, yeah, this place is 59 acres. I acquired it through my amazing wife, first of the year, and it's already more awesome than I thought it would be. Oh yeah, it's, there's deer everywhere. I've counted. Since I started feeding, which was June 1st, I've counted 15 different bucks Nice in that area that have come through. I got four that are named and being watched because 
their their head monitors. Um, got one massive one. We call him Mac Daddy. He's going to be a Big Ten. He's already a huge eight, and he's starting his G4s. Yep. Yeah, you got a couple um, of nice ones with some good bases, too. I've been seeing that. Yes. Yes, he's really thick. I got an old one, too, and, and which most, I call Big Ben. He's got the big Roman nose, and it really stands out. And, and what's funny is, well, I mean, most people, I mean, you, you got to be cautious a little bit on uh, on the on the velvet, but when when you have pictures of deer, like you see certain bases, you're like, okay, that's. I mean, you, you know. That, yeah, you can tell by how far out past the ears or yeah how big the bases are. Yeah, velvet's going to come off. They're going to look thinner, but some deer you just but, know. Yeah, yeah. Like what? What? Like what we're talking about currently? Like you? You? I mean, obviously, you just know. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing Matt Gaddy at 20 inches wide, probably. He's he's out there. You see pictures. Yep. You get the pictures of the morning in the swamp where he come out of there with shit all over his rack. No. Oh, hold on just a second. That's the garage door. <laughs> hold on just a second here. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I believe it was Wednesday morning. I posted on our page. Um, he's standing there eating the feed, and he's just got vines and sticks and leaves just hanging off his rack on both sides and on his back. And looked like he just busted through there and come out to eat. He was tearing crap up. I posted three pictures. That's awesome. It was pretty cool. That's the first time I ever got to see that. That was cool. Yeah. Don't know what pissed him off that morning, but he came out with an attitude. That uh, <clears throat> and, and you you talking about that book, that buck coming out like you just said, um, it, it's uh, it's definitely on one of the the topics that I have jotted down to cover that I noticed off of my trail cam poll, and I, I'm interested to get your take on this as well. I don't know if you want to hop into that now or not, but it's underneath. Might as well. Okay, well, since we're we're talking trail cam picks already, that didn't take long. <laughs> They've been hot. They've been hot. A whole six minutes in, um, <laughs> uh, which is always exciting. So, uh, just to circle back to let everybody know, uh, I was I, I put my cameras out a week ago, and uh, Bo helped me hang them. And we made some mock scrapes, and uh, it was it was a pretty fun time that we had out there in the woods. And he was really good at helping me, you know, help pour the mineral out and all this stuff. So um, before we get into tips, tricks, and spot locations to help people on some of these stands or uh, trail cameras, I, I I noticed something, and I obviously I've been listening to. A bunch of different podcasts here in the meantime at work and i can't remember exactly i can't remember exactly who said it but um they were talking about you know have you ever noticed how the mature deer are well aware of uh the trail cameras like they you know um the trail cameras i have they don't make a shutter sound 
at least that I can hear. Um, I've, I've tried to trip them and listen. Um, but they say at night sometimes that they, what, they will um, make a shutter noise. But this was, I want to say, I think it was like 4 o'clock uh, Thursday evening. Um, I had a picture of the most mature deer so far. Like I said, I only I checked them a week after just to make sure they were running right. Um, obviously, I have that one cell cam out. But it was amazing how this mature buck came out, I want to say about maybe 15 to 10 to 15 yards from the camera. I sent you a picture. Um, oh, yeah. He's, look, he's looking straight at my camera. And um, I had another camera that's not far from that location that's looking over another set that Colton and I hunt. And in that picture, he's coming back on the trail and you catch half of his rack and half of his head looking at the camera. And then I'm assuming he walked behind it because my cameras are on a three shot burst. Um, so, I mean, that would have caught a full frame picture of him, you know, five yards off the trail. And, you know, it made me think back to those podcasts where those guys are talking about how mature deer, sometimes they'll, they can avoid those. And it's like, they know what's going on. Um, I had other bucks on camera and does that were out straight in front of them, um, you know, milling around and checking the scrapes and all that stuff. But it was just really crazy to sit there and think like, you know, he, he's got to be mature. One, obviously, I mean, you look at his, his body and his rack. Um, he's he's outside his ears on that second picture. I don't know if he said it to you, but that's at least, I mean, he's at least two inches outside his ear. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he he saw the one camera. He went back the other way, and then he skirted that one. And then what's funny is I have... Over by my cell camera, where it's really thick, I have another camera hanging up that uh, not one deer looked that way, but I have a picture of a velvet tine in front of my camera, and then no picture of him. So, oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah, and, and, and so it just made me think a little bit. I mean, do you think there's some truth to that? Um. Yeah, because I've heard him talk about the red light. When it takes a picture and it flashes, a little red light blinks. And it catches their attention. I've heard that one, but I haven't heard him make a noise catching their attention. Or if they're just sat too close to the trail, you know, they're head level. But, I mean, you've seen how far off he was on that one. I mean... Correct. You can probably back it up a little bit more. Back it up farther? You probably back it up another 10 yards and it would still trigger. Okay. Yeah, because they got like an 80 foot. Because he's standing there pretty close. You've only got from, what, the belly up? No legs? Uh, yeah. He, from, if he's on that trail, I mean, he's probably 10 yards off the camera. Yeah, you could, oh yeah, you could back it up. 
because my camera is set about 20 yards off the feed, but it's up on the hill angled down. They're not finding it as easy. Yeah, I've just I've just never really thought about it. I've just always I've always hung the stand on that tree, and I've always you know put it over that mineral site, you know, that location. Um, well, as they say, those big bucks get big for a reason. Yep. So I just it made it's me think. Every yep. And, and I know someone probably thinks we're crazy for thinking this, but there's got to be some truth oh, to that. No, it's, based it's off. A I mean, you're you're talking three different cameras, three different locations, and uh, <laughs> after the first one, he skirted. <laughs> you know, he skirted the other two, right? So, yeah. But what's cool, and I I think those guys are talking about that too. Um, you know, once you get him on inven, you know, on your inventory, um. You, you know that he's there and hopefully holds. It's just uh, finding them on the after fact. That is correct. All this preseason is just to let you know what's in there. But it's exciting. And it's exciting to watch him grow. Yep. And then your season, a hot doe will bring him right by and that's that. I'm just excited because, uh, you know, one, this year and last year, we have Bucks uh, Daylight. Uh, this time of year and in previous years yeah. it was always nighttime. So I think I've got tons of daylight pictures already of those bucks in the fall. But which has never happened before previously to us. Correct. They I don't know what it is, but yeah, they're showing themselves a lot in daylight. So I got more pictures of Pack Daddy in daylight than I do in the dark. Dang. And that's the biggest year so far. Yeah. And that that's crazy. It's just I, it makes you think. You know, I I must. You'd like to think that you're doing something right with, uh, you know, like we're cutting trails and making the access easier to the property. Um, you know, they're feeling safe apparently. Correct. Also, got to have low pressure spots. Yep. And I, mean, I do. I'm the only one in there. I'll pick the nine acres, and I try to stay out as much as possible. Feed once a week, takes 10 minutes to run, get out. Yep. And not more than an hour later, they're already on them. <laughs> yep. I sent you pictures, they destroyed it, that big, huge dirt hole that used to be part of the swamp. They just ate it and pushed it down the Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Which brings me to a point if anybody out there has never tried mineral buckets. Do it one time. You will be amazed. Yeah, I was that pretty shocked. I wind down the bare dirt. They love the mineral. It's either Lucky Buck or the Anchor King. It's just, it's fantastic. They eat it up. It also helps the antlers grow and it helps the does produce more stuff for the babies during the time of nursing. Well, that's what's crazy. I mean, if you look at the ingredients on those buckets, they're they're loaded with calcium and phosphorus. Um, whereas, like, you know, you get a trophy rock or another mineral block. I mean, eighty percent of those are salt. You know, it, so. You know, I've tried those, and they don't they don't touch them near as much as those buckets. Now, I really those like that 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 big time cherry. I've always done good with. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think there's something to be said, you know, giving them um, stuff that they actually want. Um, which, I mean, you're, you're still going to get them on a salt. You're still going to get them on a salt lick. Um, but, you know, uh, people are talking about, you know, if you're just giving them salt lick, well, then they're going to need water, so you better hope that you have water nearby, which we have plenty of. We got a pond and... Um, I think swamps. And swamps. Exactly. Yeah, so. It's not going to hurt too yeah. bad. Another thing with that swamp that I've noticed this year, like I said, usually it, it holds a bunch of water and they walk through it. We've had a dry summer. Um, there's not much standing water in yeah, there. Until yeah. I, I mean, the foliage is crazy. But, yeah, I mean. Um, you know, how, how's that going to change me if, unless we get some more rain back there? I, um, I, I don't know, but, um, where we cut. I'm getting pictures. I'm getting pictures of deer. They got mud almost up to their bellies coming out of that swamp feet. You see that yet? Uh-uh. Yeah, they are soaked. They're like black. Yep. And I had that. <laughs> to get up there. I had I had uh, my mom send me pictures of of does out there in the pond swimming. <laughs> it was like one of those yeah. 100 degree days, <laughs> so that was pretty I cool. Was swimming too. Yeah, it was yeah, it's been hot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I took the took the zero turn back there because Grandpa had back surgery, so he he couldn't mow the trails. Um, so I took my zero turn back there and mowed the trails down. And then I actually made a trail, hoping that they're going to cut across uh, our main stand at a diagonal for like a 20-yard shot. Um, it's it's just so thick back there. It's like Jurassic Park now. Um, <laughs> co- compare, compared Tell to... Know. Yeah, so I I was like, you know what, I'm going to send it. And I, I made a trail. Um, it, it's probably, I don't know. 60 yards total length um just for them to cut cut straight across for a shorter shot than 30 yards you know that's that's what i'm hoping for that's what you need so and it should help with that funneling from the cornfield to the swamp uh like they normally do i just didn't want them to skirt all that thick stuff um, I, I wanted to better myself an opportunity, and that's I think that's stuff you got to take care of now, and uh, it, it'll set you up better, you know, when the season opens up. Oh yeah, most definitely. We've already been out cutting trails and stuff. Mm-hmm. You make it use it. I mean, they don't want to go through that crap either. Which reminds me, I still got to put the blind cover on my tower blind up there in reduction zone. Um, haven't done that yet, but. Uh, the other thing with not putting that cover on, it saves me with the hornets. So <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> let it go for a while, you know. Um, don't want to go. No, I don't want to go too no. long. But um, I mean, they're used to the actual stand itself. But when you put a cover on there, you know, they're probably gonna be like, "What? Well, well, what's that?" You know. Correct. I got one stand to put up, and I've been waiting to do it because I've been trying to monitor and watch this swamp to see which way they come from when they're walking. Oh, yeah. I got a pretty good house, so here about the end of the month, it's going to go up. We're going to tuck a, we were going to tuck a ground blind 
into a location down by the swamp. And I'm glad I hung a camera up over there because we found out every deer is coming through the spot that we want to put that box, that ground blind. So I'm like, well, we're going to have to reevaluate that. I think it's going to have to be one of those deals where we get a stand and uh, sit it off a tree on that trail because I, I just don't see us getting away with the ground blind, uh, the, the spot we want. Does wanted. it look like a, does it look like a trail that a four wheeler could go down? No, but there's Kinda. there's a boatload of deer coming through that hole. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out how we're gonna one access it, um, very quietly. <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, I mean, we're going to be able to reach out and pet them if we put them there. Um, I, I just don't see that being worth the risk um, in that spot, but I could maybe I'm wrong about it. I just, I'm just not a fan of ground blinds, period. But I'm not either, but I got three of them. I bought one on clearance for half price this year, so I bought another one, just it, in case. And it's not, I mean, it's not a horrible thing to use. Like, I've hunted out of them. It's just, one, you're you're losing your surveillance. Um, Big time. And, and you are just, your eye you level. on the ground, that's it. Yeah. So, it's, I, I mean, I, it could be deadly. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe that is the spot. I just, man, I just find it super hard. Oh. Where, where we're wanting to put it. Um, I mean, you talk about close quarters. So, I don't know. It is, and then you got to figure out when you're going to draw so they don't see you. And Yeah, it's it's a lot tougher on the ground. Mm-hmm. I used one a couple of years, and I had a baby stick its head in before. But mm-hmm. I had about 10 and that close you don't see him until he's already there and it's like okay he's looking he's looking so you can't move yeah when do you draw when do you shoot it's like you just feel like you're pinned down no matter what you do you're gonna mess it up yep so I I don't know we might scratch that idea um and and like I said we got stands in good spots um I, I would just hate to I don't know. I'm just not a fan at all, but. No, I like to be high. I like to be able to see and know what's coming and see them before they see you. Yeah, it's just, it's feel more secluded up high. Yep. Um, let's see. You have any gear additions or, uh, well, you, are, you already said you got a stand you're waiting to put up based on the swamp. Yeah. Um, do you have any other gear additions you've made going into the year or no? Gear additions, yeah. Zach Archery hooked me up with some kick-ass broadheads. Yeah, ain't, that's no kidding. Screw. Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait to put one through a deer. Have you shot them yet? Yeah. Yes, yes I have. Shoot really good. Yep. Yeah, I was surprised I screwed mine on after reciting in and it's driving nails, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited about those. Appreciate the uh, hookup from you guys. Yeah, that's no kidding. Um, Can't wait to come down with it and get a post. Finally got you know, myself. As far as gear, I got, well, as you know, everybody probably knows, 
I switched over from Hoyt to Bear this year. Yes, yes, he did. I brought back the Ted Nugent model, which is the 2018 model of the Kuma 33 Dipton Zebra. That's been restored and ready to go. <laughs> there you go. My, yeah, my new one is the Legend XR from Bear, and that thing is it's butter. Nice. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, shooting really well with it. It's sighted in for up to 50 already. And I try to get that out once a week and shoot. I might start doing more. But yeah, the addition with Bear and the Trophy Ridge accessories. And I'm pretty happy with it all. Nice. Are you using uh, fixed pins or you're on a slider? I'm on the React on the XR. Which is you sight in the first pin of 20 yards and there's a knob and the other three pins, four pin sight. Once you get that set at 20, you take that knob and turn it and it moves all three pins simultaneously and you get your 30 set. You're good clear out to 50, 60 yards. What? Pins set right in. That's pretty cool. It is. And I, you know, I heard about it. It's been out for four or five years. Finally got one to try it, and it's awesome. Yeah, it it does dial itself, and it will hit dead on. No joke. Do you, you notice much of a difference between your 20 and 30, or no? Yeah, because, you know, I'm getting older, so I'm shooting less poundage. I'm shooting 58 pounds. Okay. Um, yeah, there, there's a little drop, so they're probably... I don't know, quarter inch. Okay. But there's plenty of room to play. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not maxed out. But, you know, anything over 30 yards is chancing anyway while you're hunting. Yeah, that's tough. Action time, yeah. They hear it go off. No matter what way you got, they hear it go off. Speaking of that, what what would be your maximum, like, like, where would you draw the line out there in in your hunting situation, yardage-wise? 40 yards is it. Yep. I had, I had a good one last year at 45, and I didn't do it. I let him, I just watched him walk by. That's hard to do. Which is the one, yeah, I missed him at 20 yards, but it was almost dark. Right. I tried to throw him in the pin, and now shot right over his back. And hit a log behind him, and that's where it stuck. And that log is still on that log. <laughs> yep. But then he come out. He was. I rattled, spun him around, and he come running back in. But he come across me at forty-five yards, scoping from the area, looking for that fight. And he wouldn't come any closer. And I wasn't going to do it. He was on the wide open, walking sideways right beside me, on the left side, perfect draw. Didn't even have to turn anything. I wouldn't. I didn't do it. Last time I tried to shoot one at forty, and this was a with a different bow at the time. Uh, that he he ducked it, and uh, yeah, that hurt pretty bad. But um, yeah, it's really hard. It seems like yeah, that th- that thirty five really confident. I mean, I'd throw it at forty, but. I just feel like, you know, obviously the further you stretch out, I just feel like they have more time. Um, I know the bows are quiet, 
but I just <laughs> it's hard when you when you've had past experiences, yeah, it you know. Give you more time to react, and it takes a longer to get there, regardless of how much speed you're shooting or trajectory or any of that, because they can duck, they can jump. Forty yards is a long way from the boat. Yep. My longest shot's forty-two. I kill a deer that way. And yeah. Almost missed it. Another inch, it'd have been too long underneath it. Oh it's yeah. Like the bottom of the heart is what got it. Yeah, that's tough. Um, yeah, I had to... No, long shots, no. Target, yeah, just for fun. You're seriously hunting, no. Well, and that's... Too much risk, there you go. That's what's crazy, too, you know, I'm, I'm shooting a heavier setup, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not able to roll with it like I normally would have with my other arrows I had, uh, just from the weight difference. But, I tell you what, adding that weight... It definitely feels more dead, and it seems a whole lot quieter. Um, I know it was quiet to begin with, but I think just adding that that stiffer, heavier arrow um, deadened the bow even more. Oh, yeah, I got 10 inch and 300 arrows versus the 400 arrows. Yep. 300 your heads is quieter. Yep. By far. Stiffer spine. Yes. It's like throwing a log at them. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> I've tried. But yeah, they're definitely. They hit something. They're going to hurt. Yep. Um, one thing I'm excited about. Speaking of, before we get off track. I'm oh, no, go. This. Yeah. My amazing wife, with our anniversary last weekend, guess what she got me for anniversary? Ah, uh, man, I don't even know. I'm going to see Ted Nugent. Really? July 20th. Yes, sir. Where's he playing? 12 days away. And I'm taking that bow with me and going to try to get it signed. <laughs> Where, uh, is he playing or is it a meet and greet thing? Uh, he's playing at the Blue Gate in Shipshawana. Oh, there you go. Small venue. Not a lot of people. Yeah. This is, this is my one chance. This is the bow I rode for six years as a Nugent tribute. I still got the red, white, and blue strings. Zebra riser. I just put new black limbs on it. This year, revamped it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. She, she pulled that off for me. So I get to go see Fred Bear sung in person. <laughs> that'd be awesome. I'm excited. Now tell me that ain't gonna fire you up for the season. Yeah. Oh, we're we're already on pins and needles, so I, I can't even imagine. Um I just got I got a really good feeling going into this season. I know a lot of people say that starting, but um That's true, but I've seen more deer this season, here we go again, than last season or the season before. Yeah, I think quite last a bit weeks, made it. I was told Start them scrapes in May. Don't be scared. Really? Okay. I did. Hey, there you go. even take one night, and it's not stopped since. I'm running two scrapes, one in each location, and they are hit every single day by does, by bucks. Whatever passes through, they are licking that vine. They're putting their nose down in the scrape. They're leaving the scent. I even had a picture of a little team in the scrape. 
That was two weeks ago. June adult peeing in the sprayer. Yep. Preseason. Oh, yeah. So, it's, they're act, they've made these the community scrapes. They're hitting them every day. Well, well our community and, scrape that we have, they were already hitting that before I opened it up even more. It's crazy. Yeah. I've not had ever this much scrape activity all summer long. I've never started it until August 1st. And somebody's like, no, I'll start that in May. You be mm-hmm. amazed. Watch this. Yep. Yeah. I will Those say that this so year. I, it. I used it, and it was just nonstop every day. I switched. This past week, I switched one of my cameras over to video. I just started posting a couple of videos the last couple of days on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Decent bucks hitting it. Joe's hitting it. It's, yeah, it's nuts. I will say this year is the most mock scrapes I've ever put out. I I was listening again to more people, and they're they're like, you know, why why not put scrapes on your stand locations, um, just for that chance? But so I was like, well, screw it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put one at every location. So I did. And if every deer that comes through there is hitting that scrape, they're going to come back and they're going to hit it again. Yep. Even if it's all does, guess in deer season where that doe is going to be on what scrape and what's behind that doe. Yep. And, and that, that's another thing. I, bring up. I always, and, and no, not even not even really thinking about it in the past, but um, until this year, it's like, you know, I, I feel like we've been making our scrapes too small. Um, you know, I I wanted to make it so they could see them, you know, from the main path, and uh, how big did you make it? Uh, well, you know, like that round table we got at my house that we do the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, basically that. Okay, that's about right because that's what I've done with both of mine. Yeah, everybody was saying you know car hood, but um, yeah, don't make no make no little. Four yeah, so that that's what I did, and the ones on the main trail, I mean, they they literally have to walk over it, so you can't tell me they're not seeing it, you know. Correct. I just made that yeah, community scrape bigger. Key point for people: look for main trails. Put them on a main trail. Don't put them off the side somewhere. Don't put them yep. in an area not big trails. You find that main trail, put them off scrape just off that trail. They're going to walk by it. They're going to see it. They're going to come in there. I did it at Chuck's. I did it in the swamp. Yep. And they're hitting it every day off a main trail. And every day, it could be a doe. It could be a buck. Something's coming through there and always touching it, leaving their scent, working it. Oh, yeah. I even had, I even had two fawns standing in the one. <laughs> you know. Yes. I've had that, too. Yeah. But they physically would have babies. to. I've had babies by themselves. Yeah. They would physically have to jump over it because I, you know, after I mowed it, I mean, it, it takes up, uh, you know, a, a mower, a zero turn size mower uh, width almost. So, I mean, there's, yeah. there's no avoiding it. Yeah, there hasn't been a size of deer that has not been in my scrape yet. From babies to a big buck, they've all been in it. Yep. 
Um, have you have you cut any lanes yet or anything like that? Shooting lanes? Yeah, they logged out chucks about three months ago and tore the crap out of it. And me and Dad been back there. We've been trying to make it trails of blue and, Oh yeah, they left treetops everywhere, which is good because there's oh, no yeah. bedding. Well, you've seen what but happened to mine. <laughs> this one's worse. Damn. They demolished it. Like, the four-wheeler trails, no more. You got to remake your own. Those logging trucks come in there and just tore the crap out of the woods and left crap laying everywhere. Yeah, we've been in there trying to clean that up when we can. I will say what's crazy about that is watching them navigate. Um, I mean, they they still get around all of that. Like it, it's it's unbelievable. I, I don't well, they know. Go through it. Yeah, I've I, seen it. I don't know how they do so, it. Like, how the hell do you fit through there? Yep. So like the one stand, we have to sit on pins and needles because I I mean I mean well it's just like anything else, but um, I mean they could lit. I mean just stand up and boom they're there. Like it's wild. So you got to be it on is. a swivel. They go through crap you wouldn't think they do, and they just do it anyway. It doesn't bother them. Yeah. Because where my scrape is back there at Chuck's in the back corner, where I've been getting the video of the bucks and the does hitting it, there is treetops on either side of that, and all there is is a field and a fence. But they're not coming in that way. They're coming in from the nasty way. Yep. Oh, dude. Making their way through that. <laughs> it's, un- it's unreal. Um, yeah, certainly is. And that's with the one stand. I wanted to move that about another 30 yards. Oh, not 30. Maybe maybe 20. 20 yards closer to that creek that feeds the I swamp. Gotta, but I, it, it's so... Yeah, I got a stand that's 30 yards away from where I made that scrape. I found a good tree, and that's where it's going to go. Yeah. They're all passing through there. Yep. But the other part of me is like, especially hearing these guys talks about how, you know, they'll come downwind of those creeks that feed swamps. Um, I I don't want to get locked up too tight in there. I mean, it's just from what we, you know, boots on the ground, like or whatever in the stand, what we saw last year. It's okay where we're at, um, but. I just I don't want to push it. I I really don't. I think we're right on the fringe of of being safe because we're up on top of that uh, hill you could call it of the bank. That's right where you want to be. Yep. There's a guy. I was telling you about this before we started. Tim Newsball. He is well known and made North American Whitetail Magazine right from Kosciuszko County, right in the Leesburg area, and. This man has got 30 bucks in the books. He just killed a 190 last year. Jesus. And on his podcast, I listened. Who's your, who's your buck podcast or something? He was on there. He gave out a couple secrets, and that was one of them. He said, if you're hunting a swamp or, you know, a low area, stay on the high, looking down. Everybody wants to go in there and push the bedding area. Don't do that. He said, come back a little and go up high. He says, because if they're down there and you see them, but they can't see you, 
that you break out a grunt call and you do it slowly, like a buck intending to go, mm-hmm. eventually it's going to drive him nuts and he's going to come up that hill because he can't see over it and he wants to see what's going on because he thinks there's a buck up there with a doe. That's how we killed his 190 this year. Yep. Well, last year in 22. And I still soar up and down, you know. I, yeah, being I, high, I that's what I'm doing in the smoke as well. I have a high spot, a tree, right on top of the hill that looks over a field, down in the swamp, and the woods behind me. It's a perfect spot, man. I'll intersect right there. So if he's down in the swamp, and I do that, he's got to come up that hill to me to see what's going on. I still, I mean, that's how, you know, if that twig wouldn't have robbed me out of that big one uh, on the 8th last year I, I mean that's exactly what he did he came downwind to that creek bed in the morning come up to me and you know stepped out in an opening that I thought was wide open and I just got unlucky and hit the one branch that was hanging over his kill zone oh yeah did you see him good oh yeah I'm pretty sure yeah you never said see you never told me how big this deer really was how many points you just said you fluffed the big one. And you were like, seriously dejected. Yeah, uh, so I'm, and I know Tim Freeze was kind of taken back when I said the actual number, but I, yeah, I mean, you've seen the, the big one I have. Um, he was wide enough and tall enough. I mean, I, he, he would have fit. I, I I mean I I really do think he would have my 160 rack would have fit in the inside of that um, just because of the the width um, obviously I didn't want to stare too, I didn't want to stare too long at the rack because I mean I when I seen well, yeah, him yeah then you start shaking yeah but I was cal- I was Don't calm down that. I was calm down enough to take the shot and you know I waited until his his head was down and all that and he was eating acorns. Um, I just got unlucky with a branch, but I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I want to say up in that 180, but, um, I was thinking 170, you think 180? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, like I said, I didn't have a five side, six side. Did you see how many times? Uh, he was at least 10. That's a big ass deer. Yeah, and like I said, I didn't get a good look. It almost, I don't know. I mean, he had the same frame, basically, of what I showed you. And that's why I kept going back to those brow tines that I was talking to you about on that deer I showed you. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he was closer to 170. Like I said, it just... Dude, I, he was just an absolute hog. And we're talking, you know, I had him 15 yards. So, I, I I don't know. But that's the other thing, too. I mean, you know, the genetically, th- these deer that I keep killing are the, like, I mean, they have the same genetics. So, everything does look similar. Um, except that deadhead I picked up that was that crazy non-typical. But, um so did anybody get him last year, or was he still alive? No, I thought I thought a neighbor south of me did, and I had a buddy um, send a picture of that buck, and that was not him. The tines were too short, 
they were like a he was really wide don't get me wrong super wide deer uh heavy mass which he had but the tine length was short oh. it was way too short sounds like mine high tower yep i mean we're well that's a good sign that means you may have another crack at it this year yeah What's crazy though, yeah, it it just I can replay that day in my mind like crazy, and um, you know I'm sure I mean a lot of people sometimes overestimate the inches size, but I I will say w- without a doubt I'd be willing to bet that he was way bigger than my 160. Um, so that's impressive. So what's the one thing you would change this year versus last year if you got another chance? If if I could replay it, um, no. so like I said, when I took the shot, he was walking into the honeysuckle, and I had one opening at him. Um, it was it was twilight. Uh, I mean, I could still make him out good. Like I said, it's fifteen yards, and I'm in a you know fifteen foot ladder stand. Um, so it wasn't like I was up thirty feet in the air or anything like that. If if I had to do it again, because I came full draw on him twice, and um, he was he was quartering to me, coming up the bank, um, and he he was coming right up to me, quartering to, and I was like, okay, he's just gonna you know, just let him get a little bit more broadside, like opened up. The way he was walking, I thought he was gonna open up, and that would I just smashed him right. Um, yeah. So there was a point in time when he was walking up to me, he stopped. Wasn't looking at me, but he stopped like, you know, he almost sensed energy or something. And he turned down towards the bottom. And, I mean, it was one of those deals where he turned so fast. I mean, I I wasn't contemplating him turning around. So... Like I said, he's coming up to me, hard quartering to. I probably could have... I, I just didn't like the angle, um, especially of what happened on earlier that year. I just I wasn't taking that risk. I was waiting for a better shot. And so he turned down towards the swamp again. But like I said, he, he turned down and stepped over into the honeysuckle where there was this open pocket underneath an oak tree. And that's where he lowered his head to... So part of me wants to go back and say... I should have took that hard quartering too, um, and I might have had a better chance. But like I said, I mean, I was on all vitals, going for a double lung, um, and I, I just got unlucky with a little—I mean, minuscule size branch. But that was enough to wreck my hunt. So that sucks. So I don't, I don't really know what you would do in that situation. Um, like I said, this year I got heavier arrows to where, you know, I, I would be okay with that hard quartering. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, you start. I mean, with a gun, it would have been a no-brainer. But, uh, you know, when you're you're shooting an arrow, obviously that kind of changes a little bit. That's why bow is the ultimate. Yep. So I think ultimately, I, I, me waiting on that complete broadside shot was smarter at the time. Um, I just lucked out and hit a branch. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I waiting was the right call. 
Um, I didn't wound him. My arrow deflected and went into the oak tree that he was eating under. Um, so, I mean, he, to my knowledge, he's still alive. But that hunt was crazy. They were full-on peak chasing. Uh, I mean, I, I saw probably 10 bucks that sit. Wow. That's a good sit. Oh, I know where I'm sitting uh, next November 8th. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. Next <laughs> same stand, huh? Yep. Sure you don't want to change your mind? No. I did find out where they're exiting, oh. though, off of turkey season when they were chasing. So. Well, that's set, good. Set up on that creek, too, if I wanted to. But I, I'm going with my... I'm going with where I know they're coming through 100, or at least based off last year, so. Come November, I'll be in the swamp as well. Yep. know exactly where I'm going to be. And uh, Colton made our gun stand better. He cleared out a bunch of lanes that I I wouldn't even have thought about, so that was kind of nice getting a second pair of eyes out there because... He gave us a whole lot more opportunity when he came out and looked at it with me. So, we can shoot out a really good ways where we're at, and we're more tucked in for that gun stand. Um, like I said, those honeysuckle leaves will still be on come gun season, but the leaves will be down. So, the honeysuckle is so tall, it's at the like our feet on the ladder. So <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, yeah. So, they... Anything that walks underneath us won't be able to look up, you would think. Um, we made a trail directly through the middle of that honeysuckle to walk to our stand and to shoot out to the swamp. So, Yeah, that picture you sent on the uh, website says you're in the pocket. Yep. Yeah, that was some nastiness. Oh, yeah. And deer are using that trail that we cut in the middle, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Because there, there was deer poop everywhere in there. So There you go. Give them an easy access, they'll use it. The problem is, uh, it's going to be like straight down shooting. That would be the bad part. If, you know. <coughs> so, I don't know what's going to happen, but... Basically, take my gun stand from the previous years that I've been killing out of on uh, opening day, and I moved that about 20 yards up on the bank to where we're covered up now. So, um, you know, I feel like I was kind of out in the open when, on the, I mean, I was killing deer there every gun season. Um, we just moved back 20 yards farther, so to tuck us in. My swamp, 59 acres, I got probably 20 acres of it, no, 15 acres of it's a little woods. Then you got fields, it's going to be beans this year. And then I probably got 25 acres of swamp. Damn. And then there's a monster swamp behind it. It just keeps going, the whole section. I'm just in a little part of it, but the whole entire block, country section, is a swamp and woods. Dang. But, yeah, the actual swamp itself, I mean, you walk the property that got, you go to the back of it, and there's a big ditch, and a 
That's where you gotta just be, like I swear. Blocks of just swamp. I, I swear that's where you gotta be. It is, and it's nasty, and there is a crap ton of deer in One thing I noticed, you mentioned beans. The beans around me right now are not doing good at all. And, um. Elk? Oh no, they're. Those were not, but we've had all this rain, and all of a sudden, I bet they've gotten five times bigger in the last two weeks. Oh, no. Ours are, man, for the time they planted them, like, I mean, you know, they're supposed to be like bushes. I mean, these are not even, I don't even want to say they're shin high. I mean, they're just, they're trash, but that's what's cool. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, but that's that's what's cool, though, is, like I said. We, high here. Yeah, that's what's cool, because, uh, like I said, you know, we got the corn, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a while before crops are ready. Mm-hmm. But there's still not a lot No, of I'm just saying for the fact of holding deer. You know what I mean? I, I think... Yeah. I, you know... Most definitely. Having the cover, um, I'm I'm willing to wait for it to come down for them to get pushed out. I mean, it that's fine. Just... <laughs> that yeah. just means they're on my wood block, you know? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> exactly. You gotta feed what's gonna feed you. Yep. And if they know it's there, you keep getting more deer and more deer coming through your section. Oh yeah. Because other people don't have anything. That's right. And, already, so and that's it's benefiting, benefiting the guys that are feeding right now. That's for sure. And that's what our struggle's been these past four years. You know everything around us has been corn while our field's rotating and you know now it's the opposite fact where everything you know mile wise is beans but we have the yeah i'm just i'm not that big of a fan on them to be honest i know other people are the other way but we're talking the only corn setup for a mile Um, do you have any hot takes on this season? Any, uh, any controversial stuff that you've been stewing on or, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, every year is different. Um, what do you mean by controversial? Well, like last, last year we had the price hike increase, um, <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gonna have to do it again this year, but I knew there'd be a price increase because, you know, grocery stores and whatnot, price increase. But what I think's crazy, uh, so I looked at the park hunts this year, and it seems like there's less choices, um, especially locally, but 
there's there's less choices it seems like every year these state park hunts and i'm like you know what, what what's going on on that side of things i have no idea but i'm i'm not putting in <laughs> at the one park that's close to me because i just feel like there, there's way too many people that sign up for that because of simplicity um i'm i'm actually looking at one that's right. about two hours away oh wow that's a hole yeah but uh I, fuck, I'll say it. I don't care because it's just random if you get picked, anyways. But uh, I'm thinking Prophet's Town. Prophet's Town. Down there. Yeah, it's something I've not gotten into yet. I've thought about it, but well, it I can't, haven't tried. To can't hurt putting your, you know, your name in, and you get three, three tags. You know. Um. Yeah, there was a reduction zone by Silver Lake this past season, and seriously, yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know where, but there was. He ended up killing a uh, 192 out of there with a big drop time. Oh, my God. Yeah, Paul's got it in his taxidermy shot. Big drop on the right side, and he scored 192. Wow. Out of a reduction zone. Yeah. Oh, I don't doubt it. I was shocked as hell. Yeah, I'm interested to see what's going to go on at our reduction zone. Uh, typically, there's just... I mean, I haven't seen, like, a giant up there in a while. Um, at the same you point, wouldn't. I, that's what I'm saying. You wouldn't think you would in a reduction zone because there's so many deer that want to reduce them and everybody and their brothers and they're hunting them. Well, it also... I, yeah. I think it depends, too, because, I mean, the, depending on the location. Like I said, my... My reduction zone is out in the country. Um, you know, you, you go off of like an actual urban setting. Yeah, I I, I, I know the the giants are in there. Um, so I think it, it's all location based. But like I said, you know, we haven't killed a reduction buck up there since 2019. So that's four years of, you know, bucks making it. Um, so really anything could happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. But the thing but I've is... I've been thinking about it because that just gives you another chance to kill another buck. Yep. The problem... That's the one buck rule, which I love. People argue it, but you are seeing more bigger bucks this day and age than you ever have in this state. Oh, I don't doubt it. One buck rule. Yep. Ohio's got the same thing. Illinois's got the same thing. Iowa, yeah. It's just, they're getting bigger. Yeah, I think, uh, well, and the problem with me last year was trying to get a go. Well, hold on. This little quiet, sleepy state is now starting to be known. Oh, yeah. It was just in a magazine that Indiana is starting to grow to be the number one state for Boone and Crockett check-in deer. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. But I, you know, the problem with that reduction last year was, you know, trying to trying to find a doe. Um, I, I couldn't get away from the bucks up there, you know. It, it, it's just, you know, having to punch that, t- that first tag's the problem. So you got to be set All up right. good. Well, basically, it sounded like you got to hunt the does to uh, 
find a buck. Yep. So and having to doze harder. And we're not running any cameras up there again this year. I, I ran one last year, but I put I put all my cameras on uh, my property, and j- just because one, I hunt it the most, and two, um, j- just the caliber, you know. So, I I think it's still cool going up there, not knowing, and if it it gets you excited, it gets you excited, type deal. Um, oh yeah, the not knowing is always exciting. But at the same time, you know, if I'm up there reduction zone hunting and I do see a giant, I got a cell camera that I could take up there and you know try to figure things out. But the whole goal with that property, like we we say all the time, is shooting the doe to earn that buck tag. There's no sense in um, if you have another property to hunt. You know, there's no sense in wasting a main season tag unless. I mean, unless it was the right one. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I had to do it come when everything's in, you know, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably take that tag. Now, going back to what you said about going in blind and in anticipation. Yeah. That's how it used to be before cell cameras. Yeah. You didn't know it was in. Also, there wasn't as many big deer getting killed then either. But that's, now you got cell cameras that are put out everywhere, and you can see what's roaming around. You yep. can try and pattern that big deer, try to know when he's going to be there, and then kill him. Yep. So cell cameras have become huge yep. in hunting, period. I now have two tactic cams that I got one spot, and I'm watching them. All the time, 24 hours a day. If something walks by it, it shoots right to my phone. I know what's going on. Yep. I know which direction it came from. And that's what that Tim Newsbaum did. He's got a crap ton of cameras on his leased properties. And he knows exactly what time a big deer is going to be there. He knows where it's coming from. He knows where he beds. You can, yeah, you can trace a deer all over the place with cell cams. Yep. And trying to pattern them. But yeah, I remember back in the day when it was just you go in and look for the best. Big yep. one comes by, you're just like surprised. Like, wow, where'd that come from? That's what my uncle still does. Um, like I said, when I shot my biggest, I wasn't running any cameras. So you can imagine the excitement level there. Uh, it's kind of nice, to be honest. Because, um, you know. It, you don't worry, oh, the neighbor shot this one, oh, I did have him on camera, um, you know what I mean? But, like, I, I see the benefits of them. Um, I also, I hate that false sense of hope because, you know, like, like even I said, you know, the, the bucks I've shown you, I mean, you know, a couple months, they could be anywhere, you know. That's correct. It is false hope as well. It can make you or break you. Yep. You can skip over it. Well, why ain't he here? Because he was here at this time. Yeah. It gets a lot more technical. That is a fact. But going back to the old days when I was growing up and just going out there and you see what you see. Yeah, it was awesome. You didn't know what was to be expected. Just like the old legends of hunting now, they're old and they didn't have all this to go by. And they still went out to kill big deer. 
and I think what I'm really enjoying about them, I mean, I, obviously it's cool to see the bucks um, and see what inventory you have, but I think what's really cool is it gives you another tool to dissect on how they're passing through that spot and yes. where to help you anticipate, uh, you know, in the stand where to look. You know, like I said, I just hung that new that new cam over that community scrape that I've never hung a camera over in the entire time that I've hunted this place. And like I just just told you about the ground blind, like, well, now we can't do that. I mean, they're they're using they're coming right through it. Um, I don't want to change that. And I might not change it much, but you know, yeah. I mean, there's no sense in it. Especially when the trail they're hopping on is gonna walk twenty yards by my stand that I have right now. I mean, in all in theory, yeah. but at least I know now how they're using it. So that that's yeah, another no, cool reason for it. It's always been the game, but patterning them. Yep, <laughs> I I got this property grid locked. It's pretty funny. <laughs> But I, I tell you what, I got that one buck showing up on three of them, so you know there there is something to that. It'll be curious to see how he uses that as we get closer. You know, is he still on all three of them? Is he running that same trail, or is he only on one of them, or is he not on them at all? But then it makes you think, you know, is he just skirting the backside? You know, precisely. See, those cameras are driving nuts, or they'll help you out either way. Yep, it almost makes me want to flip that one around just to throw him off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like he skirted it the yeah. one way. Let's point it to the inside and see what happens. <laughs> well, you can always do that. Yep. But I definitely back that one off probably ten more yards. Okay. You get a better view and a fuller picture. And they might not be quite as alert to it. Yeah, that's a good you idea. Have it. Is it on a tree? Yeah. There's no brush in front of it, like nope. below it or around no. it? No. You can try that too, because I got the one in the swamp. I got brush in front of it and around it, and it's just right where the camera part's at. It's open, so nothing gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Trying to hide it, but just a tip, I guess. Yeah. It's worked for me so far. Yeah, it's no kidding. Um, I don't know if we talked about season goals before uh, starting this year, but do you got any uh, season goals going this forward as to... Well, I mean, whatever you see as a goal for yourself this this season. Well, a true hunter's word would be meat in the freezer. Yes. That is the number one reason for hunting, especially if you live off of it. So, yeah, number one goal is to put meat in the freezer because it is getting low. Mm-hmm. But number two goal, yeah, I like everybody, I like to kill a big deer. Yep. But everybody 
knows how hard that is. And if a good one comes by before that monster, he's going to bite the dust. Yeah, it's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, it is hard to pass. Once they look good, three and a half, four and a half, it is hard to pass them. Oh, just give them another year. Yeah, okay, you pass them, give them another year. <laughs> neighbor doesn't. Boom. Well, that deer ain't got no more years left. No. So, if it looks good to me and is a trophy to me, I'm going to shoot it. Yep. Because that's what it's all about. I mean, Ken Nugent even says a spike to some people is a trophy, which it is. Yep. Because somebody may have never kill a deer before. They kill a spike, they'd be happier than hell, just like killing a 170. Yep. It's all in the eyes of the hunter. Everybody wants to judge how big it is. Oh, well, you should let that grow more. Or why don't you shoot that little deer? Well, maybe that's all he had. Nope. Maybe he had one weekend to hunt. That's what he could pull off. Got him fired Everybody's up. Everybody's different. Everybody's got a passion. You can't judge everybody by what they do. Just yeah. be happy for what they get. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Well, and some some places, you know, just don't hold genetics like that, you know, to where that's correct as well. Where you know, may, maybe a a one twenty is is, you know, that that's it for that area, or that or less yeah. than that. I mean, you don't know. Most definitely. And then they'll and hit you I back say, with well. I say, you know, I got big gear on camera. It could be a 120. To me, I think that's a big deer. Yeah. 130. Aesthetic. 140. Now we're pushing a book. Yeah. Um, if it happens, it happens. But if it looks good to me, yeah. If it gets my heart racing, gets me excited, I'm going to shoot it. Oh, yeah. Regardless. Just like our freak nasties we got the same year. Yeah. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not nothing monstrous and outrageous, but they're unique. They're unique. Yep. Exactly. That's why I shot mine. It was unique. <laughs> I like yeah. unique deer. They can't be copied. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Just seeing, I was like, I don't know. There's something coming straight out and like off his rack, straight out in front. I was like, it's got to be a freak. <laughs> and then, yeah. Boom. Yeah, brow times, what it was. I got the same thing. Yep. Mine was 10 inches long. Yep. Just shot out there like another band bean, but it was a brown tie. Yep. Yeah, that was yeah. wild. I mean, just like the dude you killed last year. Was it busted up? Yeah. Were you happy? Yeah. Why? He was a fighter. Oh, yeah. That and the season I Why? was having. You put all that time in the entire season. Had a horrible season. Yep. And it all came together at the end. Was it 170? No. Was it a buck? Yes. Yeah. Happy. I wonder what he would have been if he kept it on, but I also think that rack two summed up the season. I think that was a good thing. <laughs> a, a good thing yeah. to save, you know, kind of like, oh, yeah, that was the year, you know. That was the, the really messed up year. Um, no, I mean, he was good. I mean, he was wide and all that. He just... He was missing all his points, almost, you know. <laughs> but, I mean... That just, he's a fighter. He was after Dillard all the time. Well, and that hunt itself was just off the wall, you know. I am ha- I go in there at dark, 
and I have to stand at the base of my stand because the deer is so close to me. I didn't want to make noise climbing up, and you know I heard them walk away or run away, whatever they're chasing. And I just get up in the stand, and uh, yeah, I pour some of that stuff on the ground, and it, it wasn't no sooner I could grab my rifle, I hear sticks breaking, and he's running straight to me. I'm like, really? <laughs> You know, shot him twice. Yes. <laughs> Didn't need to shoot him the second time, but uh, I That's wasn't. The time t- dumb. They're chasing a dumb. They don't give a damn what's out there. Mm-mm. They're just chasing them. They got one track mind. Oh, it was unreal. Well, the just fact. Like my story last year. I had a horrible season. I only killed two deer. Shot a doe with a bow and shot that buck with a gun. I almost missed him because I was asleep. Nope. I just have to wake up out of nowhere, and there he stood in front of me at 3.45 in the afternoon. That's and wild. I couldn't buy a buck last year until that day. Yep. Opening day gun season. Yeah, you want to talk about and a slug fest. pushed him is because he got up out of his bed, and he was going to go search for does, and he just happened to walk right past me, right past the grave. Check it. That was it. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe the slugfest last year. It was an absolute grind. I know. It was, oh, opening day was ridiculous. I mean, Paul Fight probably got over 150 deer checked in that day. Jeez. All head mounters on opening day of gun season. I took mine in there, and it was a standing line, and we've been doing it all day. Wow. Yeah, it was nuts. He says it's one of the biggest opening days he's ever experienced as a taxidermist. Oh, the conditions were perfect going into that. I mean... I know, real nice snow on the ground. It was perfect. Well, you know, the night before, like we were talking, you know, the podcast the night before, I mean... Cloud cover was almost a hundred percent, but we had a full moon. It it dropped, it, it I mean it dropped to freezing overnight. I mean it just it was perfect. And then now you look at it this year, and gun season is pushed back a week because of Veterans Day. Um, you know, so so they're still going to be on their script, but. You know, you you might not have that shot with the with the gun. You know what I mean? Because that means we're gonna have to get down the bow. Yeah. Which is which is fine. I mean, people still kill them. You know, uh, late and you know a second week of gun or or muzzleloader, but you know people right. people might have to reevaluate how they're going to. You know, like I said, we always plan for our best gun stands that weekend. You know, so. I mean, how, how are we going to set up that week, you know? So it's going to be a little bit different. Right. Yeah, because being a week off, you're already another week into the rut that they've already been running and breeding does. So, yeah, it's going to change their pattern in a week's time. Well, and think, too, you know, you're talking less pressure that weekend from hunters because usually that weekend is full of pressure. So, you know, how will that change, you know? Um Correct. The deer won't be pushed as much, and they might not be seen as many. Yep. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out, but it's going to be interesting. But you can guarantee I'll be in a tree. 
Oh yeah, me too. Most definitely got to see what's happening. I'm taking uh, the week of November eighth off. It's like the sixth through the tenth for uh, the rut, and then um, when gun season comes in, I'm taking the Friday off before and those three days before Thanksgiving. So I have, if I need it, I have, you know, the three days during the week to also chase with the gun. Um, Don't forget about that October 20th to the 1st of November. Yep, that's a good time too. Boys start, yeah, because they always get in there first. Yep. That's when they start getting itchy between October 20th and the 1st of November. Yep. Oh, no. It'll be interesting. It's going to be a season. Are we excited or what? Oh, yeah. It, and it's going to be here before we know it. I know. And I'm already busy and crap. I don't know what happened. Here, but trying to do other stuff. We've had baseball. We've had all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's very little time. Best advice I can give is go shoot your damn bow now or or get your bow fixed because it's always tired. You're gonna yeah, run out before you know it. Yep. What'd you say? Eighty two days. Uh, eighty five. October first. Yep. Yeah. Two months and a it's half. Tired. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Mm. I uh. I need some. I need some doughs. I need some sloppy doughs. Yep. That's a fact. Got to get meat in the freezer. But as far as going back to what you said earlier about gear switching, I didn't mention, but everybody knows. About nose down, I switched sense this year. Yep. And it's just, well, like I already talked about, they're ripping up scrape every day. Right. They're all in the vine. They're in the scrape. I mean, I've never, I've tried a lot. I've never had this much action. I've never had this much interest. It's like, you know, you go in there once a week and you refresh them. For that first three, four days, it's just nonstop hit, 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 hit. And then it gets back down to about the fifth, sixth, seventh day and slows down a little bit and you refresh it and then boom, 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 boom. It's keeping them interested and they keep coming back. I've already had to change out batteries and cameras. Damn. I'm not kidding. It's just every day. That's insane. I've had big cards already. My Tacticam card, one of them had to erase and start over again already, and it had like 8.2 gigabytes of pictures on it. Wow. It was ridiculous. It's full. On that Tacticam, are you able to clear the card from your phone or no? No. Yeah, I see. have to take my, uh, no, you cannot. My muddy. You have to take the card out and put it, I have a uh, tablet yeah. and a little thing that plugs into the tablet that I can erase that on. Yeah, see, my, my muddy camera, I can delete them from, my, from the phone. You can, but it doesn't delete them out of the chip. I can delete them off the phone. But if you need to delete the card because it's full, you have to manually do it. See, mine has a, it, it's a, it's like a data erase button. So it'll, it tells you the, 
the battery or whatnot, and then I I just erase it. Yeah, mine. Yeah, it tells me the battery life. It tells me how much space is left in my car at all times. It tells me the temperature and the wind and all that stuff. Dang. But what I found out is actually deleting a card fully, I can't do it from the phone. Okay. Or I haven't figured it out yet. Because I had to do that last week. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm running a 32 gig in that cell cam. Um, That's what the TAC cams are, 32 gig. Yeah. And you have to buy their card to go with that camera. Damn. Because if you use like the cheaper, like the blue, the blue ones, it says disc or whatever on them. Mm-hmm. You know, or the green ones, it doesn't work as well. They've devised a chip that you have to work with that TAC cam to get the most out of it. That's crazy. I don't doubt it. I know. And some, some cameras don't like them. But once you buy it, I mean, it's it's primo. I love it. You might need to get like a solar panel. <laughs> so you don't, I, don't have to I, keep going out I, there. They make them. I've already been thinking about it. Because, yeah, I wasn't expecting this much activity. And it's every day. I do not wake up nor go to bed without a deer on my phone every day. that's awesome it is it's nuts so kudos to nose down they're out of Tennessee Um, they're on Facebook they're on the website give them a try give them a shout I mean all I did was smell the stuff at the show and I was impressed because I didn't think it was as strong as the other stuff I smelled but evidently it doesn't have to be because whatever's in there is just they just got deer's interest. It's it's nuts. The scrape down is phenomenal. The calm down is phenomenal. I mean, those are my two go-tos, and I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, just like I told you with the Rackaholic that we were using last year, you know, that white-tail bedding, you spray it on the ground and lead yourself around the scrape and then put the, you know, complete scrape in the scrape. Mm-hmm. But this stuff, the scrape down is different because it's got glands from the face in it. So you can spray that vine or that rope or that stick or whatever you have hanging over that. And I watch them every day. They are rubbing face every day on that vine. That's awesome. I just, just had a buck last night. I got six videos. He stood there for four minutes and he rubbed everything was in his face. And he's pretty decent eight pointer. Yep. So, yeah, kudos to that. So, switching up gear, yeah, we got exact archery, broadheads this year, got bare bows, got nose down. Um, that's about all I switched. I'm still shooting Nugent gold tip arrows. But this year, I added one more ground blind in the box still, just in case. I got my big Cadillac stand to put up yet. But other than that, all I'm doing is running feed and scrapes, and I'm set. I got everything. Yep, ready to rip. My new suit from last year, your new suit from last year, they're still ready to go. Yep, we just got to add the top ratchets on 
three three stands out here. Um, reduction zone's completely ready to go, minus the cover on that blind, which I want to have up for youth season, just so we can pack all in there for Bo's hunt. Um, but, well, I mean, as far as me at reduction zone, I could hunt right. I could hunt tomorrow if I wanted. You know what I mean? Um, that's completely ready to go. Ready to go. Yeah. Speaking of replacing straps on a stand, Chuck from the lugged it out, it dropped the tree and it hit the stand. Oh, God. It just spun it a little bit, didn't bend anything, so me and Dad had to straighten it back out and we put new straps on it. Yep. So I do have a stand that's got new straps on it. But yeah, when they lugged it, the tree fell and clipped the stand and probably moved it halfway around the tree. Didn't bend the ladder, got lucky. Oh, and another tip, uh, we were just mentioning the, the tree stands. I put, uh, which I'm sure people already know this, but I put electrical tape on the sections of the ladder where they connect, and I couldn't believe the difference it made climbing up and down there with the noise. There's no noise. Yeah, Yes, most definitely. I'm like, Judas Priest, I've been slipping. Have you, have you ever tried truck liner? Like bed liner? Uh-uh. And roll it on there? It deadens it as well. This new stand, stand I bought has got it on it already from the factory. Damn. Yeah. But if it still clanks, I'm going to add a little to it. But yeah, that, that tape is that's definitely a big win. Yep. So I'm ladders. excited. Especially uh, on the really cold morning when you try to climb up there and it just pops. We need to get everybody in here so we can talk about the biggest doe contest ideas, what we're going to do for that this year. Yes, we do, because we support does. Yep. The one for does, there'd be no bucks. That's right. Exactly right. So we got to spitball some ideas going forward on that. Um... We'll definitely get together on that. You got anything? We need to uh, sweeten the pot this year. Oh, yeah. Let me do something. You got anything else to add before we wind this down? Um, excited is an understatement and ready to go. Just waiting through the summer to get there and enjoying watching these bucks grow. Yep. I love starting first of June and just watch them grow all summer from nubs to main beans to they're getting the brows starting points main beans are turning curling in yeah week to week there's always something to see because they're getting bigger and bigger and there's five weeks left to go growth and they're done that's it yep middle of August and they're rubbing off by the end of August hard warm yeah, I can't wait. Um, That's just, not very far away. That's next month. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. That's how close you are to hardcore pictures. I can't wait. I know. Uh, just to add one, a couple more things before we close out. Um, River City Baits. If you guys have not checked out their soft plastics, go over there and check those out. I'm amazed at what I've been able to catch on just my dart shads in a beetle spin. Um, 
I, you know, I've caught walleye, I've caught one smallmouth off of it, Bo's caught catfish off of it, and we're talking, you know, a traditional crappie bait. Um, so go over there, check those guys out. James and Matt, they, uh, they're doing it right. And, uh, one more is the exact archery. If you guys have not checked out those broadheads, go over to exactarchery.com. If you use the code, yes, if you go use the code WHITETAILS in all caps at checkout, that will save you 10%. And, uh, Blue collar price for a kick-ass broadhead. Yeah, for, for, you know, $20, um, <laughs> I think they're, what, 21 or something on the website. You can... Yeah, I got nine broadheads for the price of a three-pack. Oh, yeah. Of these big companies. Yeah, it's... Nine. Good. It's insane. Yep. And they'll do just as good. Yep. So go check those guys out. We can't thank those guys enough. Um, other than that, Matt, I, I, I'm i ready to shoot the bow, and uh season's going to be here before I know it. Most definitely. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on again, and uh, we'll we'll do this next time. It's been too long. Yeah, it's been too long, and we all need to get together and do that group yeah. talk we're talking about. Yeah, it, it's uh, – plus we need to get Jesse on here as well, so it would be nice for him to meet everybody and uh, in person. Next time we'll meet. Yeah, we're going to meet in person. Yep. So we'll have to do that. Maybe we should get – yeah, we should get maybe a couple more guys on here. Yep. And have like a round table again because those are fun. Oh yeah, and then yeah, I, I got some ideas going forward uh, on the uh, deer se- or the gun season eve. Um, I, I got a pretty good idea with what I want to do there. So, so having a blowout, cookout, oh, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. Most yep. definitely. The Friday before. I'll be there. All right, man. Well, uh, you guys know where we stand, and deer don't care about your feelings. No, they don't. And we'll catch you next time.